What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girls Podcast. I am one half of your favorite fat duo, Mr. Trujillo here. That's right. I'm just going to own up to it. I'm old as fuck. We're going with that. Uh, here with Mr. Rollison. Austin, buddy. This is actually recorded after Christmas, but that being said, how was your Christmas? Good. Got a lot done. Um, made a wedding, ro- made a Christmas roast, and parent, my dad's siblings were able to come out from Nebraska. And... Pretty good. Sounds, sounds fun. Shit, I'm glad it's over. Because uh, uh, this grandma- is like the busiest time of the year. My grandma buy everybody presents, but forgot I existed. Forgot to buy me a present. She was like, "Shit, the one person that lives here." <laughs> she was in I tears. didn't get you anything. Oh, really? That, that's she was in hard tears. She was like, "Oh my god, I dragged you all over, and um, you helped me pick everybody else's thing. I can't believe I forgot you." <laughs> yeah, I get, it's all right, Grandma. Shit happens. I was like, "Calm down, Grandma. <laughs> not, that, not that big of an issue." You know, I don't particularly like Christmas, but I had a good time because I still get presents being the a kid in the family. I still get presents from parents. I got a lot of like, um, I got like a lot of pro America presents. Like I got a don't tread on me sign, Liberty or death tin sign. Love it. I got my fucking shirt. It says, let's go. Brandon. I got another one. That is the cost of you, basically. <laughs> of me kissing this motherfucker. It's all Biden looking confused, and then just my lips planted on his head. And my mom had the letters embled, uh, put in the back that says, Govern me harder, daddy, because that's something I say a lot just to be a smart ass, which, you know, it's very much me. Oh, I also got a Second Amendment coffee mug. Oh, hell yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. A bunch of Let's Go Brandon stickers, dude, like a hundred of them. Just put them on everything. Let the folks at home know that um, in the shop there will be a Govern Me Harder Daddy shirt with uh, like a coffee cat shirt. Yeah. I guess the guy that made it for my parents was asking, like, is he a Biden fan? Like, no, he he hates him. So he thought it was funny as hell. <laughs> it, it's funny. Like, I was just like, God damn it. Like, I opened it up and I was like, God damn it. Like, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I had a sneaky, sneaky suspicion, and I made I made it very clear before I walked into that situation too. I'm like, if I get any gay present, I swear to God, I was like, if I get anything Biden related, if I get anything LGBT related, I'm gonna snap. Because they were like, it's it's a gag gift, and then like I said that, and they were like, no, we were kidding. It's a gift that's gonna make you cry. We're going for tear jerkers this year, and I'm looking at it like. <laughs> purple shirt what the fuck is this and i opened it up and i was like oh son of a bitch (laughs) like i knew it was gonna follow me but it's funny like dude it's my size so like i'm not gonna just not wear it you know what i mean so it's cool i've been wearing that and then like i got a shit ton of like old spice body spray do i have 10 invisible old spice spray cans i got fucking body wash out the ass i've got like seven bottles of body wash like i'm hell yeah bunch of deodorant you know what i did today actually speaking of christmas you know how after christmas like the day after walmart target all that they like cut shit down in half yeah we went up to walmart dude i bought three sets of old spice like kits i bought one thing of um rocky mountain cologne with body spray so that's that's four sets like four kits for the it was like a each one generally 10 15 dollars I got all four of those things for twenty two bucks. Yeah, you I usually Dude deals. Go, yeah, I usually go right afterward. I usually go and try to like buy a bunch of candy, but this year I just I spent way too much money on um, I spent way too much money well, on presents. I, I didn't have any money left over. <laughs> well the only reason this was made possible <laughs> is because Christmas time I usually get like a couple bucks from my grandparents and shit for the family, you know. We weren't expecting it, though, because my mom and them had all told us, like, we were kind of skimmed this year because this year's just been rough. Every year is rough around Christmas, but this year in particular was harder on everybody. So we didn't expect it. But to my surprise, I'm opening up all these envelopes from, like, one of my aunts on my stepdad's side of the family. 
my um, stepdad's mother, you know, they gave us all these um, just cash presents, basically. And that's awesome. I think it ended up totaling up to like almost two hundred and fifty dollars from everybody combined. And I was like, fuck, yeah, dude, gas money. We don't have to worry anymore about going <laughs> negative because of fucking Uber charges because the car being in the shop, dude, we have to take Ubers everywhere. And we're trying not to. It's more just like, okay, let's go up the street, get groceries, come back. Well, we did the rental car because of that. We ended up having to get a rental car for like yeah, three days. It was like 118 bucks. Yeah. But, but we, you know what we did? How... What's that? Well, we knew Uber was going to be too much, dude. It's like from where I live to go down the street to Walmart, that's like a $10 ride right there. Same to the dealership. So we just dropped like couple hundred bucks on that rental which we took back today because we're supposed to get our car tomorrow but we had that extra money and i was like do we extend it another day or just wait and see what happens we decided to do that and then i was like hey let's go to walmart and be irresponsible because we have all that extra money let's go see if we can get some deals and sure enough we did dude me and chanel both like got a bunch of those little special kits for like five bucks a piece and oh yeah we also got like a 25 dollar gift card to walmart so that helped you know yeah we got a bunch of shit and like I got candy, snacks, like, my parents always hook it up. I got, like, a freaking 12-pack of ramen noodles. I'm happy about that. Hell, yeah. Uh, that's why That's why I my, like Christmas, man. My dad, uh, for Christmas, just got me a $100 gift card. Like, one of those MasterCards yeah. you can spend wherever you want. Dude, those are nice. I like those. Because, yeah, you can go wherever you want. Like, Walmart is most likely where I'm going to go to buy shit when I'm trying to save. But I don't want to be, like restricted to just that because i love going to the dollar tree <laughs> that's where i get everyone's shit for christmas just kidding i mean not really i did get a lot of gifts from there so what i like to do this is the perfect christmas gift in my opinion do a gift basket or like um a gift box of some sort go buy a bunch of candy sodas drinks and then like little craft stuff for the house from the dollar tree i'm talking like get a bucket Load that sucker with popcorn, fucking sodas, energy drinks, candies, everything you can find at the Dollar Tree. And then you go find, like, little things that you know they'll need, like a little bottle of hand sanitizer, tube of chapstick, some Advil. <laughs> like, just different shit because if you're me, I'm like, that's the coolest present ever because I actually need a lot of that shit that's in there. Like, my socks for years have been like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man from the first one, after he gets his ass whipped by Goblin, he's got holes all up in his shit. That's my socks waiting for Christmas and my underwear. So every time Christmas comes around, bro, new socks, I'm loaded, though, man. I got at least 30, 40 pairs of socks, which I'm like, hey, dude, you can never go too wrong. I love socks. I am not a sockless person. I have to have socks. So that's all loaded up there. Happy about that. You know... There was one present, though, that I was kind of, like, iffy about. I wasn't sure if it was going to be for me. But I figured, let's try it out. So somebody, I think it was my sister. I can't remember. I really can't remember who gave this to me, but it came in one of my gift bags. It's a box of candy, and it said Sour Jacks. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically the ghetto Sour Patch Kids. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 like, legit, I was like, Sour Jacks, and you see them, and they're literally Sour Patch Kids, but they're fatter. They're like, they're like if Sour Patch Kids had too much cholesterol going on, and they got a little overweight, but they taste the same, it's the exact same thing, and I was like, what the fuck, I wasn't sure I was going to feel about them, and they were coal-flavored, or they were supposed to look like little shits, so they tasted like raspberries. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to eat this shit. And so I was eating it, and I actually enjoyed it. I was like, wow. But I don't remember who gave it to me. <laughs> and I'm positive it's definitely, like, from the Dollar Tree, or it's got to be somewhere. Because, like I said, it's definitely the knockoff of Sour Patch Kids. I didn't even know that existed. Mm. <sighs> you know what I also got in one of my stockings from my parents, bro? I got a nice little bottle of Tylenol. I was so happy. I was like, dude, I love when I get Tylenol and Advil because I carry a backpack everywhere I go, dude, just because I have so many health problems, like just in general, dude, fucking dry skin, chapped lips, and I get headaches constantly. So right. got to have medicine, right? And so I carry Tylenol, Advil, aspirin, all that stuff. I was running low on Tylenol, and I'm a dumbass. I always go buy this shit from 7-Eleven because I work downtown. I'm always near a 7-Eleven. 
But dude, a bottle of like Tylenol from Seven Eleven, even the store brand version, twenty four caplets. It's like six bucks. That's fucking expensive. Right. You know what I mean? Like the Dollar Tree sells a thirty count for a buck, and now they have some in the five dollar area, and it's like a bigger ass bottle. But I'm dumb, and I always buy them from there. And I was like, I'm running low, and I'm broke. I'm not going to go spend money. I'm just going to deal with Advil. I don't like taking Advil or any of that stuff because of my liver. But I opened that gift bag, bro, and it was one of the first things I saw. And some hand warmers. I got excited. I was like, dude, it's going to be fun. Granted, it's December, and we're wearing shorts. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's kind of weird. I wonder, like, how shitty spring's going to be. Because any time this happens where it's, like, hot in December or there's, like, no snow, it usually means something shitty is right around the corner. Like, last year's blizzard, dude, was fucking insane. Like, we we couldn't leave our apartment because the snow went up to our window. So we opened the door, and it's in our breezeway and shit. They didn't plow it. They didn't do nothing. People had to go outside and do it themselves. We didn't have snow shovels, so I had to go out there with a broom and, like, try to push all the sh- fucking shit out of the way. And, like, you know, getting the car unburied from all the snow was a bitch. So I'm, like, praying that doesn't happen, but the way things are looking... I don't know. Speaking of which, do you believe in global warming? I think we've had this conversation before, but like, I'm curious. Yeah, I I, I believe that the Earth is warming, but that doesn't mean I'm pro like the government doing a bunch of crap. And I don't think it's this horrible thing that's going to happen and kill millions of people. And right, that's the thing is, I don't know if I believe in it. Like, I believe the Earth is changing for sure. I believe. I believe these activists, when they say this world is going to die, eventually it is, yes. I don't think we're going to be here for it, though. I really don't. I think that we're going to end up exhausting all of our resources at some point. And I'm talking years down the road. I'm thinking, like, dude, I'm I'm literally thinking hundreds of years from now. I don't think any of us having these conversations are ever going to be here to witness it. I don't think our children are going to be here for it. I legit think this is going to be a long time down the road, and I just don't think we're going to be here for it. I think something else is going to happen, a natural disaster of some sort. I I just don't see us being here for it. But you hear that talk a lot, and the reason I bring it up is because there was a movie that Chanel was watching that I paid attention to a little bit, not fully, but it came out Christmas Eve. On Netflix, it's called Don't Look Up with DiCaprio and a bunch of other people, and it's a parody or like a satire about how people are when it comes to global warming and the earth pretty much being put in a catastrophic event. Like, I guess the movie's about how something's supposed to hit the earth or not necessarily. I can, I think it is an asteroid. I can't remember. I wasn't fully paying attention, but I know that something apocalyptic is going to happen. And all these scientists and people that get together are like, dude, we're looking at this. And if we don't do anything about it, something shitty's going to happen. And nobody listens to them and they're all laughing and it ends up happening, but there's like a good ending or whatever. But I hear that all the time, and like I have these conversations with friends that like are full-on activists about global warming, and I'm like, dude, I just don't know if I believe it fully. I think you'd be a fool not to know, like, not to admit that it's part of it's real. Like, the Earth is definitely getting warmer. Things are changing, a hundred percent. There's scientific evidence everywhere. They even did like studies in Florida where the limestone in the ground or whatever, um, it's like drowning in a sense. Or no, no, no. In some places, it's drying out. But it used to be that there was like a, mo- a more water level, and it's like drying out. And they're like, this is a problem because it could go into the ocean or push come to shove. If something does happen, Florida could flood. But the thing is, is we've heard that we've heard that theory forever, without data or without those limestone things. That I, I was watching this documentary on it, dude. I don't remember where I saw it, but. There's that, and then there's, like, the shit about the San Andreas fault line, the theory of California falling off into the ocean. I believe all that can happen, but I just don't see it happening now. Especially because if you look at it, with how much we've been using our resources and sucking the world dry, it hasn't been a very long amount of time. We've been here for quite a while, but I'm talking, like, since we actually started using resources, dating back to the old days. That's really not a lot of time. It's not like... You can hear me, right? Yeah. 
I was being dumb and I actually reset um all of my site permissions on accident. <laughs> He's like, hey, hey, what the fuck? I'm saying something important and this fucker keeps going. I know he's no, ignoring me. All of a sudden, all these <laughs> settings popped up like, hey, yo, we can't hear you, retard. <laughs> Austin's like, god damn it. No, I was just thinking, like, I don't know if I believe fully that it's going to happen while we're here or anytime soon. It would be but nice for sure. California would fall off the continent. Guess it would. <laughs> if that could happen. Republicans would win a sunk. lot more elections, that's for sure. That and I'm going to just go out on a whim. I'm going to just say it. I think the world would have less problems. I'm a big time hippie. I'm a believer in the fact that California is the roots of all the world's problems. At least in some big ways. Hollywood for sure is a big problem. It's always been. There's never been a time where Hollywood was good for people. It's always been a problem. But it depends how you look at it. Movies to me are a gateway drug. It's it leads you to something else. But the thing is, is for me, it's a gateway drug to escape from realism. It's a gateway drug to get into phases. It's like, a, you know, I watch a movie. I'm like, damn, I got to get my life together. <laughs> or I watch a movie and it's depressing. I'm like, fuck, I need to really take my health seriously and get happier. It's, it leads you on. But movies have messages in them, whether it's good or bad. They always lead to something that's a problem especially TV shows and stuff. Kids nowadays, well, not even nowadays. Let me say it like this. Kids of every generation, people of every generation grew up watching shows that shape you in the idea that this is how you're supposed to be. We see this shit and we think it's real and it's not. Same with porno, which is big in California. Music, California. Music even talks about California being a problem. Celebrities talk about California having a problem. And it's not like the state of California is at fault. It's just that the the fucking people on the chessboard there are causing all these issues. News especially, dude. There are so many issues that come from California. The people there that are in those industries, especially the film industry and the music industry and where we get our news and shit like that. That's just always been the case. So I'm a big believer that California is a root to all the world's problems. But California is beautiful. Man, like, when I went out there, I enjoyed it. I didn't like Los Angeles, but, bro, Beverly Hills, phenomenal. San Francisco was awesome. I liked it. It sucks now, I'm sure, but California is a beautiful state. It's just, it's like, hmm? 89% of the world's porn is made in the United States. Yeah. And 96% of that porn is made in Los Angeles. Correcto. Plus, look at it like this. All the states that have the most issues with homelessness and drug addiction and all that stuff is Democrat run. In most cases. Here's there's here, okay. The cities with the most porn viewing. The most porn viewing is Orlando, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada's number two, Wilmington, Delaware, the home uh the home of the current president of the United States, then Riley, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. Dang, North Carolina is like porn, apparently. Um, Wait a minute. Was... Are we talking about porn or poor? Porn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about poor. I was like, yeah, Los Angeles has a lot of poor people, but they do have a lot of porn, too. Like, uh, yeah, this, this is the list, the top 10 st- cities with the most porn consumption. So number one is Orlando. Number two is Las Vegas. Number three is Joe Biden's home state city, Wilmington, Delaware. Then Riley, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Minneapolis, Minnesota is at six. Atlanta, Georgia is at seven. Tampa, Florida is at eight. Anchorage, Alaska in nine because there's nothing else to do in Anchorage. And number 10 is Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. They have that's a lot. I thought I'm we'd be on for- there. I'm looking for Denver and Los Angeles. Not in the top 20. Not in the top 30. Denver, Colorado, 32. We're number 32. That's crazy. Yeah. I know we're like high Colorado, in uh, subscriptions. I know that for a fact because browsers did a report, an audit. 
Colorado Springs is 48. Cheyenne, Wyoming is 31. Uh, there's more porn wash in Cheyenne than there is in Denver, Colorado. That's crazy. But that's because Cheyenne, there's nothing else to do. That's I'm just point. kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a stupid excuse. Like Los Angeles is number 69. Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. The it's the porn number 69. They're the, yeah, they're number 69. Look, dude, here's my thing when it comes to porn. I don't think it's really as bad as people say it is, but it can be because what people fail to understand is it's not real. It's just like film. Literally, it's fake. It's not what you really think it would be. So when you get young kids that view it, they think that that's real. Yeah, exactly. They think that's how it should be. And then when they actually start doing it, it's like, oh, wait, this isn't right. And they think that they're not good enough or whatever. Well, and it leads to a lot of issues, too, amongst boys and girls, especially. Like, there's a big, um, there's kind of a big debate about how it can fuck with boys in the sense of how to treat a lady, which I agree with. But then there's that big issue where they think that it tells girls this is how you have to be. And that's yeah. why some of them end up going towards the industry or in, like, stripping jobs and escorting jobs. Which I kind of agree with, especially. Oh shit, Aubrey's pissed. But uh, <laughs> I just think that it's not. Um, we shouldn't be put, pointing fingers at it like we normally do. Because you heard about that whole Billie Eilish thing, right? Where she was saying it fucked her up. Yeah. Well, she was like talking about how, you know, she was exposed to it at an early age, which I kind of agree with it can be. But the idea of like abolishing it, like getting rid of it, like you have well, you heard uh, Matt Walsh's take on it? Yeah, and it's dumb because it's speech. It's a violation of free speech to ban pornography. I'm not this giant pro pornography person, but I'm free speech and this and pornography is a form of art, which is a form of speech, and you can't be doing that. That's that's against the constitution. Right, it's that's what I was going to get to. Is it's a form of art. You can't really. There's, there's standards and practices to it too. There's legal things that need to be done. That doesn't always get followed. But you can't just like say, oh, then it needs to get. They need to get rid of it because, look at alcohol consumption. Somehow kids are able to get a hold of it. So I mean, where do you draw the line? You know what I mean? Like I just think that. I don't think we should be necessarily getting rid of it, but we need to start having these conversations about. Well, for one, it starts with the parents. Oh yeah, it's 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 about the parents. It's the buck stops with the parents. The parents should be doing their job. This thing, this this study is a UK survey found one in four elementary aged boys have reported viewing adult only sites on their cell phones. Right, and um, you know it does uh, because it's so easy to gain access to. Now I think it's more of a problem because here's the thing: it's um. You know, when I was younger in high school, you could access it on the internet, of course. That wasn't unknown. You can do it on your phone, too. But I was, let's see, when the, when the first iPhone came out, that was the first, like, real smartphone, you could view it, but it was actually, like, really difficult to navigate. It's not like it is now where there's apps or you can easily just pull it up and it works perfectly with your display. So while we're like slowly gaining that access as teenagers, we had to go scope out friends that had dads with nudie mags and fucking DVDs, which I don't even know if people buy those anymore. But as time went on, I saw how easy it was to access on your phone. And now it's so easy that like legit, dude, you don't even need to answer that you're 21 anymore. A lot of these, they don't have those anymore. You just go to it. And there's a big banner on the top that says you need to be 21 to enter this website. But it doesn't stop you, and you don't have to click nothing. You can just click on the first video, and then voila. All it takes is, like, an 11-year-old hanging out with his buddy who's like, dude, I saw this video. This woman did some weird things to some weird places. And they're watching a video of some chick shoving a cantaloupe up her vagina. Like, <laughs> that's where it starts. And they're 11-year-old kids, dude. They probably never experienced, like a relationship they don't even know what's going on down there and you know this this actually is something good i read in that book that i've been reading because i'm a slow ass reader 
the one um, irreversible damage, the transgender craze or whatever. In it, the author says that today's teenagers, a, a good a good proportion of them, can name off every um, sexual identity from pansexual, bisexual, transgender, and all that, but they have never been in a relationship and they've never had a sexual encounter. Right. Which is kind of kind of good, but also like a point being made, like, hey, these kids have no idea what they're talking about. But they can tell you everything about sex change and all that stuff. That's damaging. And I'm like, yeah, so is porn. That can be damaging when a kid has never in his life understood how physical contact works with a girl or vice versa. A girl doesn't understand that you need to be on birth control if you're actually going to make these decisions. And this is my personal opinion, so I'll get attacked for it, but it is what it is. And I've said it before to you, so you know what I'm about to say. Basically, if you're ready to have sex, you're ready to be a parent. Kids aren't kids aren't being told that by their parents, especially because the parents are now my age and my generation. We didn't have those conversations with our parents. It was more like if you have sex with a girl, I'm going to cut your dick off. Things like that. Like we never actually sat down and went like, you know what happens when your tweeter gets erect? Like we never had those conversations. I had to learn about it through porn. That's when I figured out, Hey, this is wrong. Like, I learned what sex was because of porn, but I was like, okay, so I'm supposed to do that. And then, you know, like as the years went on, I learned from parents, my dad, like just people that were like, hold on, let's have this conversation. Whatever you think you know is not accurate. That's not how it works. And I'm like a kid that's confused because I'm like, dude, nobody told me this when I was younger. No one sat me down and said, this is what happens. You know, like it takes having to go into that, battlefield but the problem is is kids being so young that can be like traumatizing or it can fucking shape how they are as people and make them shitty people you know what i mean you're seeing that a lot now with parents the dad usually doesn't stay but i don't think that has to do with a lot of um just like you know being exposed i think a lot of that is also culture related or um as we've talked about before the um the masculinity, the purpose of a man has been attacked and degraded. So when you're a boy at the age of 11 and you're learning that you can't have a family because it's bad and you can't do this with a girl because you're wrong, well, then what's in it for you? Why would you go for that? You're seeing on TV, hey, it's okay to have sex with them and do this and that. That's normal. So what's naturally going to happen? And then you get into this system where they have to depend on WIC and all these other things where they won't let you reward yourself. It, it leads to a lot of problems. But back to what I'm saying, porn is definitely an issue. It's just I don't think it's – to me, it's a gray area. It can be bad, but it just depends on the person. It's, to me, it's just like alcohol and marijuana. Yeah, it, it, it can be bad, but it's a personal responsibility thing. It's not a government. Yeah, it's not a government. Dude. I had this debate with Chanel actually the other day. In my opinion, the government is not supposed to take care of you. Yep. She said I was wrong. She's like, what's the point of the government? And I said, well, it's to keep a stable process going. We have to have laws to keep people from fucking doing shit to each other, stealing from each other. We have to be able to maintain a civilization that can be civil, that, you know, they can operate and function. The government is not supposed to take care of you. That was my view, but yeah, the role of the role of government is to protect individual liberties, not to not provide to, to provide for your yeah. living or anything like that. Right, like, and I don't want that. I was trying to explain that. I was like, the reason that, well, first I was explaining why I didn't agree, and the second part was, I don't want that because I don't want more government control. I want less government. I want the government to do what they've been doing, especially with taxes. Basically, I just want to do my part and be left alone. I don't want to have to take care of other families in need by force. Right. Taxes. I don't want to pay for a woman to murder her child. Abortion. I don't want to pay for a 12-year-old that thinks they're going to be a girl so they can go get a sex change. You know, I, I don't want to do any of I don't want to have to be forced to do any of those things. And I don't want the government to give me money and say, here you go. But by the way, you need to put that mask on everywhere you go. Yeah. A government big enough to give you everything you want is big enough to take it all away. 
Yes, and as we've seen in the past, once the government takes something away from you, it is mostly, well, it's highly unlikely you're going to get it back. It's, once they take a freedom of yours, you just, there's like, it's almost slim to none that you'll get that freedom back. So, you know, giving them that control to me is scary, and I just don't think they should be taking care of us, period. Especially because if you rely on them, yeah, that can be like a, it could be like a puppet master type of thing. Then they start fucking with you and punishing you for not relying on them. And you shouldn't rely on the government for anything. I think the only thing we need to rely on them for is to make sure that our streets are paved the way they're supposed to be, to make sure that our schools are running functionally, that we have a police force, things like that. But I don't need them to give me money. I don't need them to make the homeless shelters better or the, I guess they're not really called orphanages anymore. But I don't think they need to step in and do anything about that either. That's more on the people that are running it and the people that are funding it. But I don't want them to come in and I don't want them to take care of me. Because, yeah, like if you look at the past, any country that did that <laughs> didn't work out very well. Beginning to look a lot like Venezuela. It's a new Christmas special. Um, <laughs> I watched uh, this fucking video, man. I was going to send it to you, but it was on Prager U. And it was called Progressive Sounds of Christmas. Have you seen that video? Um, you were telling me about it, but I haven't watched it yet. That's so fucking funny, man. Like, you know, he it's like it looks like a commercial where they're like, Oh yeah, the sounds of Christmas, all your favorite holiday specials, and he's naming them off, and he's like, um, the little the little rioter boy and everyone's favorite Christmas song. It's beginning to look a lot like Venezuela. Like <laughs> And it's funny because, yeah, it's poking fun at, like, the progressive fucking left. But it made me laugh because, you know, the, the point of it was, like, oh, yeah, the, we all love those Christmas songs we heard as kids, but they're just not up to date. And I was just laughing because it got me thinking of that fucking song that they were trying to remove from the radio. Um, the one they're singing in Elf, you know which one I'm talking about. Uh, Baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. Which, I don't even know the story on that. Did they successfully remove that from being played? No. But some freaking twat monkeys re-recorded a new version of it, and it's just... God, sounds terrible already. It's real real bad. (laughs) It's like, you are in control of this thing. (laughs) The dude's all like, it's okay to go home if you want, or something like that. (laughs) That's what I figured. It was going to be all like... he, she goes, baby. It's he goes. She goes. I really can't say. He goes. That's okay. She goes. But what's this? And like, let's see if I can find the new woke. <laughs> yeah, let's see. New woke baby. <clears throat> it's cold outside. Lyrics. It's like Trump said though, dude. Um, anything woke touches turns to shit. Oh, oh yeah. It's um, uh, baby. It's called by John Legend. Of course it is. I hate John Legend, dude, so much. I really can't stay. He says, baby, it's cold outside. The lady says, I've got to go away. He says, I can call you a ride. This evening has been so very nice. He says, time spent with you is a paradise. My mom will start to worry. I'll call a car and tell them to hurry. My daddy will be pacing the floor. Wait, what do you still have to live at home for? You (laughs) really... So really, I'd better scurry your driver. His name is Murray. Well, maybe just half a drink more. We're both adults, so who's keeping score? What, oh, will my, what will my friends think? I think they should rejoice. If I have one more drink, it's your body and your choice. Oh, you really, oh, you really know how your eyes are like starlight now to cast a spell. One look. Oh, one look at you, and then I fell. I ought to say no, no, no. Then you really ought to go, 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 go. Jesus at least Christ. I'm going to say that I tried. Well, Murray, he just pulled up outside. I really can't stay. I understand, baby. Baby, it's cold outside. Cuck. I simply should go. Text me when you get home. Oh, I'm supposed to say no. Guess that's respectable. What do you say no to? He's not propositioning it. He's not propositioning. Yeah, what the? They're fuck? having two different conversations. Have we really like fallen off the fucking wagon like that? Like, damn, we're that. That is how pathetic we are. This is my <clears throat> suspicious. 
Well, gosh, Fine. your lips <clears throat> look delicious. My brother will be there at the door. Ah, oh, he loves my music, baby, I'm sure. Oh, God, dude. My gossipy neighbor is vicious. I'm a genie. Tell me what your wish is. Well, maybe just a cigarette more. Ah, oh, that's something we should probably explore. I've got to get home. Oh, baby, I'm aware. Say, lend me a coat. Keep it, girl, I don't care. You've really been grand. I, f I feel when you touch my hand. But don't you see, I want you to stay. Say, I want you to stay, but it's not up to me. There's bound to be talk tomorrow. Well, they can talk, but what do they know? At least there'll be, pl at least there'll be plenty implied. I'll let them mind their business and go. That's fucking so dumb. They're, they're not having a conversation. Like they're not the even. <clears throat> well, they're not talking about anything. Like none of that leads to sex. They're not even talking about having sex. They're both having a different conversation. Yeah, and, and I think he's like, freaking out because he's like, "I'm not trying to get me too." Well, the thing is, it's like in the original version, like she's like, "Hey, I should go," and he's like, "Well, you could, but you know, we could do this instead." And then she goes, "Oh, but I really should." He goes, "Okay, are you sure you don't want to?" That's blocked. Touchdown. Are you watching the fucking game? <laughs> Dallas Cowboys game is on right now for those that aren't listening. Jesus Christ. No, like, okay, obviously, it's a t it's an attack on masculinity. It's an attack on romance. It's, it's an attack on how things were or, in all seriousness, are. Yeah, You're destroying the, yeah. the connection between a man and a woman. Uh yeah, it's like it's really like the whole thing with the original song is like it's them having a full conversation and it's a back and forth. This is a girl saying like, "Oh, I really shouldn't stay," and he goes, "Okay, I'll call you a ride," and she goes, "It's been I'll real nice." Over. Yeah, and she goes, "Well, maybe, maybe I should stay. Maybe I sh or maybe I, sh I I'm telling you, I shouldn't stay." And he's like, "I'm telling you." to leave. This guy does not find this woman attractive. He thinks she's annoying and he wants her to leave. Yeah, that's all. It is. You know what sucks about it too, man, is like it's a love song. It's not supposed to be about rape or whatever the fuck they think it is. I, I understand that their intentions are not like ill. Like I think that they really were trying to be like, hey, let's be more respectable. But the thing is, there's nothing disrespectful about the song. They're attacking the wrong fucking song. But it's also, okay, I'm going to sound like that fucking old boomer, but they're worried about a song like that as opposed to a song about jocking the bitches and slapping the hoes or wet-ass pussy. Right. Like, how is that okay, but this is not? I don't understand that. Because songs like that, they it's, oh, it's empowering women. I'm like, how? It sounds like she hasn't had a shower in days. That's fucking disgusting. Well, you're worried about a song about two people having a conversation that could potentially lead to them sleeping together. Let's just say that's what it is. There's nothing wrong with that song. It's a classic song. I actually don't like it that much. I've always thought it was a stupid song. But it's just so dumb. Like, you're attacking the wrong song. I could totally understand if they were like, we should attack an R. Kelly song because he is clearly talking about pissing on a child. <laughs> like, that would make sense. And his lyrics are creepy, but, you know, a, a Christmas classic. That's the thing people fail to understand is it's just a Christmas song. That's like saying there's something wrong with Jingle Bells, which apparently that's a problem, too, because, you know, they don't want to say Merry Christmas anymore. They're trying to incorporate Happy Holidays. The thing is, it doesn't really bother me when someone says oh, Happy Holidays. Sure. What happened? Let me, let me tell you how absolutely retarded John Legend is. So John Legend rewrote this whole song, okay? And one of his song, another song, is a literal song about the woman telling him to leave, but him, him not leaving because he doesn't want to. <laughs> well, I know for a fact that his wife is a bitch. Like that's that's even more rapey than the original song. I don't like him at all, man. Like he is a part of the issues that he's part of the problem. And I don't. Oh my god, he's. John Legend saying, now, baby, how can I convince you? I'll make it so you cannot resist. 
Whatever else you have to do now, it can't be half as good as this. I'll chase you underneath the sheets, and I won't let you get away. That's yeah, creepier than the original song. Fucking creepier than the original song. That's a straight up like, hey, let's fuck. The other one, like the original one, didn't have that issue, so I don't understand why we're running into this problem. It's a, a definite like um for one, there's no creativity. I've had this conversation with my dad too, which it used to irritate me, but he's like, dude, music and movies nowadays have no creativity. It's all remakes, reboots. And I'm like, you know what? That's annoying. But after a while, I'm like, you know what? I agree because they're reshaping everything so that they can rewrite history and rewrite it to be up to date to their terms. This is the case with the matrix. Dude, I watched it. I'm not going to lie. It was disappointing. It was at best this is the biggest reason i liked the concept the story wasn't bad um i think what killed it the most was they tried to make it woke which isn't a shocker because the director is a trans person that thinks he's a woman so that doesn't shock me at all yeah that's a doof yeah like it was bound to happen eventually and if you look at the older movies they are they're a little bit woke like they lean on that leftism just a little bit but because it's more socially acceptable to be a retard, <clears throat> that that happened, in, you know, here. And it sucks because you're like, damn, you guys are really fucking this up. You just can't leave anything alone. And the thing is, man, is this movie, it really felt like they were relying on Keanu Reeves to carry it. And I love Keanu Reeves, but it wasn't enough. What hurt this movie the most, besides them trying to make it all woke and shit, was the recasting of both Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Weaving how do you expect that to work it didn't it felt they were definitely like yeah this is gonna be an absolute garbage fest i'm not coming back it sucked dude i was like well well, i guess the story with lawrence fishburne is he was not asked to return in the movie they actually address this because his character is supposed to be a not like an alternate version but he's a different version of morpheus but it sucked. I was like, that's not Morpheus. Why didn't they just make him a separate character? Because I liked his character, but that was not Morpheus. Hugo Weaving didn't return because of his schedule. I bet you it was that he thought it was a shit script. But He definitely read that. Was like, nah. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck is this shit? And like threw it out the window. They Okay, so what they did with Agent Smith is, again, it's supposed to be an alternate or a different version. It's a younger actor. It doesn't feel anything like Agent Smith. It doesn't feel anything like an impersonation. It's all completely redone. And they did that on purpose, obviously. I probably would have done the same thing if I was being re- if I was taking over a big role like that. I'd want to do my own version too. But it would have been fine if he was his own character. Instead of trying to make him Agent Smith, make him a different character. And it sucked. That really hurt the movie. It just didn't feel the same. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris was pretty cool in it. He actually serves a purpose, but all in all, there's that famous word you're not supposed to say at the end of a paragraph. Um, it was okay. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. Was it better than Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions? Yes, absolutely. But was it a giant letdown? Yeah. After watching that movie, bro, I was like, you know what? We really didn't need this to happen. I wanted it to. I didn't need it. I would have been fine without it. And I'm kind of hoping they don't do any more. If it's going to be like this, please don't do any more. Or if they do, the Wachowskis need to stay away. Hire somebody completely different who's either a fan of the franchise or knows at least what the freaking concept is. Hire new writers. Let's keep politics out of it because the story is already political. It's about control. So why fucking make it even more severe And if you're going to have Agent Smith and Morpheus in there, please don't recast them. I do not want to see another version of them. That's what bothered me. And Keanu Reeves in it was Keanu Reeves. He wasn't Neo, the character that he was in the first three. He was just Keanu Reeves. But the concept was not bad. Like, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but basically it's the first movie all over again um, from a different perspective in a different time frame. So, like... um. Without getting too into spoilers, Keanu Reeves' character, Neo, is a game developer, creator, and he is famous for creating a a series of games called The Matrix. It's about The Matrix. But he 
doesn't know that it's real. He doesn't know that he is actually Neo. And his doctor is a part of like, um, he's basically the architect of a newer Matrix format where he's like, hey, I'm going to keep an eye on you to make sure that you don't break out like you did the last time. And that's the movie. Um, you know, these people that are, they've escaped the Matrix. They live in a whole new city, you know, in the real time. They managed to find Neo and they want to bring him back and tell him, like, dude, you're still living a lie. You're in what they're calling a um, a reestablished matrix. And so, you know, that's your movie, basically. It was it was it was OK. But I was so disappointed because I was like, man, they just don't have any creativity left. It's like they completely forgot how to make a good movie. Not every movie is like that, obviously, because we've had some good ones like Spider-Man was a fucking awesome sequel. It was a great movie, but there's so many of these remakes and reboots and reimaginings or revamps, whatever, that it sucks. There's like no creativity, and then they want to fucking put their agenda in it. That's what really makes it hard to watch. I have a hard time watching a movie that's politically motivated because it's annoying. I understand where people are like, hey, I'm not going to let them tell me what I can and can't watch. I don't care if they don't like me. I totally get that, but I'm like, dude, it's so annoying after a while. Like, I'm a little worried about watching the new Flash movie because I'm afraid they're going to incorporate this shit. Because they had announced that Michael Keaton was returning for a Batgirl episode or movie, whatever. Dude, the Batgirl show sucks. Have you watched any of it? Oh, no. I have intentionally. Avoid it. It's trash. I don't even know why I watched it. I think I was bored as hell and it was free. So I was like, okay, I'll just check it out. Obviously, it blowed. And my thing was, I wasn't against it because of the fact that it was a girl. I was against it because it's not Batgirl from the comics. It's a reimagining of Batman as a woman. So it's not Barbara Gordon. It's not whatever her name is. It's not the comic book character. This is literally, let's make Batman a woman because anybody could be Batman. And I'm like, no, you're wrong. Are you talking about the CW show? Yeah. That's what it is? Yeah. Yeah, bro, it's not Batgirl from the comics. It's a it's a female Bruce Wayne. Oh, I that thought was it the... was like that black um Batwoman from the future. No. It sucked. I was like, damn it. I would have been fine if they were going off of like the Batgirl character from the comics. That would have been cool, but no, it's completely fucking woke and it was all just you know, appease the crowd, which is super fucking annoying. But, you know, apparently Michael Keaton's going to return as Batman to be in one of either an episode or a movie that they're doing of the character. He, We already knew he was going to be in um, The Flash, the movie. But I was worried about that because I'm like, what kind of shit are they going to push on us now? That's what scares me the most. I really wish they would keep politics and all that shit out of it. Like, you know how I was bitching about the new Chucky show? They did that a lot with the trans bullshit. Like... There was one kid that was um, gay. You know, he's a gay kid. And basically, uh, what's he saying? He's talking to Chucky about something. And Chucky's like, you know, are, are you going to kill me because I'm gay? He's like, no, I'm not a monster. And I'm like, well, hold on. Yes, he is. Like, what does that have to do with anything? It's because they're pushing the message. Right, and that that to me was what a big part of the you know I drew back on. The other part was the fact that it was just a stupid show. Like the Chucky thing has gotten worse and worse. If you're like me, I love, I like the first four. My favorite is clearly the first one because it's the best one. Second one's cool. Third one's all right. Bride of Chucky was funny, but anything after that to me was just fucking terrible. And it's always been that way, and these seem to get worse. But you can't be surprised by it either, because Don Mancini, the guy that developed Chucky and created Chucky, is gay. And he said that the um, inclusion of trans ideology was because he's a supporter of it. Like, um, after Bride of Chucky, the fifth one, Seed of Chucky, is about how Chucky and his newlywed wife, Tiffany, had a baby. And the baby's name is Glenda. Because he's a, it's a trans, it's basically he has no identity. He's a boy and a girl. And it was early days for when they were pushing that. That movie was like, I think, 
it had to have been between like oh three and oh five, but you know that's that's early days for like the trans talk and all that. But it's no surprise because Don Mancini's like, oh well, Chucky's basically an, an analogy of transgenderism, and I'm like, God, dude, when you say things like that, it makes me hate the shit that I love so much from my childhood, and I don't want to have this conversation. Like, just let it be. Yeah, that's okay. why this is. This is what I thought. I'm going to correct you real quick on, on um, Batwoman because it didn't sound about right. She's playing. She's supposed to be Kate Kane. Kate Kane. Yeah, that is Bruce Wayne's cousin. Oh, in, love And in the comic books, Kate Kane is Batwoman. They just made Batwoman black. They just made Kate Kane black in this. Um, Wait, she's black? I thought she was white. Dude, I think we're talking about a different Batgirl. In the CW Batgirl, that's in the Arrowverse, that's black. Kate Kane is black. Let me check. I think we're talking about something completely different. Hold on. Because this one I was watching, and the bitch is white. <laughs> like, the bitch was white. Hold on. Oh, fuck me. I fucked up. Hold on. Let's see. Is it. Was it Bagger oh, or Bowman? Or... So the CW has Ruby Rose as um, Kate Kane. Okay. Then who's the CW Black Bat Girl? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm like confused as hell right now. Because there is oh, a no, 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 Bat Woman in the. Um... Oh, you know what I actually do? I just go to IMDb. There we go. Let's That's see. what I'm looking at right now. Are we uncovering a conspiracy theory? No, Ruby Rose is in the show you're talking about, but that's not the one I'm talking about, actually. So, who is this chick? That one. Um, they changed her name, by the way. It's Alice Beth Kane, apparently. No, this isn't what I'm talking about. What the fuck? Rachel, Rachel scars him. No, this wasn't the show I was talking about, but god damn, dude, look at that score. 3.4. Rachel Maddow is in this show? Gross. Find your power, Batwoman. So this is Batwoman Seeks Justice for Gotham City. Ryan Wilder, armed with a passion for justice and a flair for speaking her mind, soars into the streets of Gotham as Batwoman, a highly trained street fighter primed to snuff out the failing city's criminal resurgence. Don't call her a hero yet. In the city desperate for a savior, Ryan must overcome her own demons before embracing the call to be Gotham's symbol of hope. So I don't know, like, what this is, but this is not what I was talking about. I'm not going to sit down and watch this CW Batwoman because it is conf- I am confused. Me too. I don't understand Yeah, this. Ruby like, Rose is Kate Kane. Okay. Tamara Johnson and Luke Fox. And Kate Rachel... Heather Hunt's Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are all the people I know. Katie Kate. Lotz. Mm. Tom Welling as Clark Kent. Yep. Wait, Tom Welling's in this? Um, in the Arrowverse. Um, in the Arrowverse, Tom Welling is Clark Kent on a different Earth. Oh, sick. So he kind of, they kind of incorporate. Is it like his uh, go, Smallville they, character? They they go to his small. They go to the planet Smallville. And they that's kind of cool. And they go there and they meet him. It's pretty cool. No, that is really cool because. And they also I have like Kevin it. Conroy's Batman in it too. See, that's sick. I like that a little bit because I did like Tom Welling. I liked him in Smallville and shit. I thought that was cool. But it's damn everything is a fucking universe now, or a multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm looking forward to though? Besides all this woke shit, uh, the Halo series, bro. Did you watch that trailer? Yeah, you said it to me. It looks really good. It looks cool, man. Like it, it definitely looks more reminiscent of the video game, but you could have tell you it's playing? a little more realistic. Huh? Have you been playing Halo Infinite? Dude, I have not because I haven't really been playing my Xbox. I just started playing it the other day for the first time in like a month, but I, I'm I probably know, going I would, to. It's yeah, you get it for free with Xbox. Um, oh game shit! Pass, Xbox Ultimate. Dude, I'm gonna have to because I got six months of that shit. Fuck yeah, I'm downloading this right now. 
I'm gonna turn my Xbox on, let it do it overnight, and then I'm coming. When you get on, so what is it like? Play. Is it all just online, basically, like Warzone? Well, no, it's it's got um, it's online and it's got a story mode. Oh hell yeah, I love when they got that campaign shit going have, on. And they have the co-op campaign. Dude, that's sick. I'm excited. Like, and I actually liked Halo Five Guardians, man. I got that game when my wife bought my Xbox for me. My Xbox One. It was the Halo Guardians edition. And I liked it. I I didn't like Halo 4. And I didn't like Halo 3 very much. Well, no, no, no. I take that back. I did like Halo 3. It just, I didn't like it as much as uh, 1 and 2. But Guardians was pretty legit. I thought it was cool. I mean, granted, you're not Master Chief most of the time. But it was a cool game. The campaign really sucked. Multiplayer wasn't that bad. This year, multiplayer is way better than last year. I haven't even played the campaign. I just haven't had time. The issue I had with the campaign on Guardians, though, was that you could operate all the other characters. and uh, the But when you went down, they had to revive you, and you were sitting there waiting forever. Like, they, they were your help and your assistance, but they were fucking useless. That was the shit that used to irritate me. Um, and then they would all die. Yeah, it's just you. I haven't played um, too much Halo because I've been so focused on... I heard Vanguard came out. I bought Van- I pre-ordered Vanguard, so I got it like three days early and everything. Damn, just, bro. I've heard a love so call. So it comes with Game Pass? That's fucking... Oh my yeah. god, I gotta get this. Dude, Xbox has been doing that with all their games that they produce. You get it day one. Oh shit, I hope it's still on there. I better fucking check this oh, out. Oh yeah, so I was just playing earlier today with Hunter. Play Dude, Hunter. I'm fucking... I'm re-downloading Xbox to my phone so I can get this shit downloaded. <laughs> Will it work with my old Xbox though? Oh yeah. Which one uh, do I use? Is it Xbox or Xbox Game Pass app? Use the Game Pass app to download to your Xbox. That's right, because I was always like, which fucking one do I use? No, that's pretty sick, dude. I'm downloading that shit and we're gonna definitely play it. It's I love also, Halo Man. It's also available the PC version for free if you have if you have Game oh, yeah. Pass. I have a bunch I'm of not... Game Pass games on my computer that I play all the time. I had quite a few when I had Game Pass, dude. I actually played those more than the ones that I bought, personally. I like them. I mean, I've actually put in thought into getting one of those little uh, controllers that convert your phone into a controller so you can play on the go with your Xbox. Because they have Bluetooth in them that are actually faster than the remotes you use from your console. And I'm like, dude, that's kind of sick. I might have to consider that. But it also depends on the Wi-Fi. One of my favorite things about the new things with Xbox is they now have um, game streaming. So, yeah. like, if I want to play um, Rainbow Six, I don't have to have it downloaded anymore. I can just click it and it'll stream the game to my thing with no downloads. Oh, that's Required. fucking awesome. There's a, a ton of them that are doing that. Well, that's how Google Stadia works, but Stadia was a shit idea. It still is. I don't know how that's doing. I have a free account with them because it's free to sign up for and all that, but it's the idea of paying for streaming a game where you really need good internet for it. Oh, yeah. I would not do that without a wire connection. I have the fast internet that you can buy in Denver. I know. That's why I can't wait to move in with you because our internet blows, bro. Like, it doesn't matter what game I'm playing. There's always something wrong with it, and it pisses me off. It's always been that way. When we had Xfinity, it was much better. But CenturyLink is a that shit's for the birds. Yeah, I remember when we were playing. Um, when I was over at your house, and I was trying to play Madden, and I couldn't get through a whole game because the game would just crash. The yeah, game crash because the internet was so slow. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> it was going crazy. But shit, man, we've actually hit the end of the road. Um, unfortunately, I do have something to say though before we close up. Um, our next episode is our last episode of the year, and we go into a new season. Yay! That's, that'll be exciting. We'll do something fun. I don't know. Maybe we'll have a guest on or something. We'll figure that out. Otherwise, in the meantime, if you guys like what you heard here and you would love to tune in to more, you can check us out at thegreatgirthpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook. Slowly going to Twitter, but you'll find some of our videos on Facebook. Um, you can reach us on pretty much any streaming platform, Spotify, whatever. Uh, we're definitely on Anchor. That's kind of been the home field. But if you want to go to where pretty much everything comes out like right away, or you want to see our entire backlog without issue, 
again, the great growth podcast.com. I am one half of the fat duo. Sort of Austin's lost a lot of weight, so he's not really fat anymore, but <laughs> I'm your boy, Tony. Awesome, buddy. I will see you. Oh, on I'm still Friday. fat. I'm still fat. He says, I'll see you How later, you? bro.